Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the live stream. Uh, let me just try to see you on the other side. Yeah, this thing takes a little time to refresh. Right. Good morning, everybody. So uh, I want to speak to you about the promise of the Father. So uh, I want to go to Luke chapter 24. Hope you are doing very well. Hope you are blessed where you are. Remember that you can uh, participate in these meetings and, and uh, post your comments and prayer requests and testimonies if you have any. And uh, if you have prayer requests that you don't want to post publicly like this, uh, just send us a message on the page or uh, just send me if you have my number, uh, WhatsApp or whatever, or Lene. And, uh, but we are always, we always want to pray for you guys. Okay, so good morning, Marietta and Pavesi. Hello, Dini. Hello, Chanel. Bless you guys. So, right, so we're going to start reading in uh, Luke chapter 24. He says here, verse 49, And behold, I will send forth upon you, what my father has promised, but remain in the city Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Okay? King James, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. All right, so what happened? If you continue with the story in Acts, <clears throat> Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Oh, donkey, Melifi. Looks like this is becoming a wonderful tradition. Cheers. <laughs> okay, so you will receive power after... Uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. All right, so what does a witness do? A witness sees something and then testifies of what he saw. And you saw that in First John chapter 1. What we have seen and heard we are telling you so that you too, too may enjoy the, this presence that we have. Okay. Uh, you, we see it in Acts chapter 4, uh, where Peter speaks to these uh, Pharisees and, and the, the scribes and the, the priests. And he said to them, uh, whether it be good in your eyes that we uh, obey you rather than God, you must decide for yourself. But we cannot help but to testify of what we saw and heard. So you don't go witness... When you go out and speak to people, you witness when you see the miracles. You witness when you have some experience. So the Holy Spirit gives you experience and you testify of the experience. So you go out and you testify. Okay? So you'll be my witnesses to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that means you will go and tell to the ends of the earth of what you saw and heard. <laughs> okay? So... Right, so you'll receive power, uh, the King James says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, okay, etc. All right, so that means 
He sends the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father looks like this. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So he says, go wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power. So the Holy Ghost brings power. The Holy Spirit brings power. And that is the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father is the power of the Holy Spirit. Simple as that. Okay. So I want you to just take that and just meditate on it. And we're going to read Second Peter chapter 1. Just listen to this. Okay, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have received and obtained like precious faith with ourselves in and through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be all spiritual prosperity, freedom from fears, agitating passions, etc. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. In the full, personal, precise, correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay, grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God is not intellectual knowledge. It means experiential knowledge. You start to know him and experience him so that you can testify about it. Okay, so you experience something. You have knowledge. You gain knowledge of it because you have experienced it. You saw it firsthand. Okay? And grace and peace is multiplied to those who walk with God, who experience Him, who, who stand in an intimate relationship with Him. Okay, now it says, for His divine power. Okay, so there's the power again. Okay? His divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of Him who called us by and to His own glory and excellence and virtue. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises, so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world, and become that is in the world because of covetousness, greed, and lust, and become sharers and partakers of the divine nature. Right, so just how the progression of these scriptures put together. You uh, go wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power because I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right, so Acts chapter 1. Uh, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. All right. So remember in Acts chapter 2, they were in one place in one accord, and tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They received the promise, and they began to speak in other tongues. So a witness speaks. Okay. So there was an experience, and people started saying, what is this? Okay, so Peter stood up and he started preaching and 3,000 people were saved. All right, so 
the Holy Spirit causes you to experience and see, have revelation, so you become a witness of what you see in the unseen. You become a witness unto Him. So people hear what He is saying to you. People see what He is doing through you. You're a witness. Okay? So, and now He says here, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the full personal knowledge of God. And His divine power that comes through the the Holy Spirit, the power that comes through receiving the promise of the Father, has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. And then he says, through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory, excellence and virtue, by means of these he has bestowed on us his precious, exceeding great promises. So, so there's more than one promise, but the great promise... Is the promise of the Father to send the Holy Ghost. Okay, now by the promise, you can escape the rottenness, decay, the corruption, says the King James, that is in the world through lust, and become partakers of the divine nature. What's the promise? Is the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so remember if you read Galatians. Uh, and you read Genesis 13, 14, and 15 together. Okay, so Galatians tells the story. God, Galatians chapter 3, God in the form of Melchizedek appeared to Abraham and made a promise to him. The promise was not to many seeds, but to one seed, says Galatians 3, referring to Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one, the one with the Holy Spirit. All right, so he was the fulfillment of the promise. And God promised, he said, through your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So that means to every person, this blessing is promised. And this promised blessing is receive the seed, receive the Holy Ghost, receive Christ which has come to you through the full personal knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so through Him, through this promise, you have received all things pertaining to life and godliness. You escape from the more, uh, rottenness that's in the world through lust, but you have become sh- uh, shares in the divine nature. But through these things, you have become partakers of the divine nature all right so the promise of the father is not to do all kinds of things for you the promise of the father is that he through the holy spirit would come and dwell inside you and make himself real to you and show himself to you and live through you the abiding holy spirit all right through that promise you can escape the sinfulness in the human flesh. This is a big deal. Uh, people have tried and tried and tried to escape it. People have tried and done all kinds of things. You can go all through the world, and this one hits himself with a stick, and that one tries to meditate and levitate, and that one tries to you know, hang upside down on a tree. If you go through history, the, the Gnostics and all those people, they have all kinds of strange practices to try and get the flesh under control. God says, hey, the only thing you need is the promise. 
The only thing you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. The only thing you need to be partakers of the divine nature and escape the rottenness that's in the world through lust is the Holy Spirit. Right? The power of the Holy Spirit. All right. John chapter 14. So in John chapter 14, he says, verse 16, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Another helper, counselor, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. I will ask you, I will ask the Father. It's exactly what he said in Luke chapter 24. I will send you the promise of the Father. Okay. Which is the Holy Ghost, the power. Uh, verse 17. The Spirit of truth. That fits nicely into what we said yesterday. Whom the world cannot receive, welcome, or take to its heart because it does not see him or know or recognize him. So if you know him, you can receive the promise through the full personal knowledge of our Savior, Jesus. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Yee, that's goosebump stuff. You know and recognize him. You know him. Don't disqualify that. You know him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you just a little while now, and the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. Okay, so just quickly to explain that, little while is three days, he went to the cross and he appeared to them again. Luke chapter 24, he walked with them and he ate bread with them, broke bread with them. He appeared to the disciples in the upper room and he ate fish next to the coast, all in Luke chapter 24. Okay, so he did for a little while not see him and then saw him again and their joy was fulfilled. So it's not 2,000 years for those who are still waiting for that. Okay, all right. So the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him. And will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word and obey my teaching. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home and special dwelling place with him. Okay. That means that... He will not show himself to the world, but to you. But he will show himself to the world through you. He's not going to do it without you. Okay. Now, the comforter, verse 26, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, advocate, strengthener, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall or remind you 
of to bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. All right. The promise of the Father. All right. Okay. John chapter 15, he says, I do not call you servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything that I have learned from him. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed you, I have planted you, that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing that your fruit may be lasting, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. Verse 26. But when the Comforter, the Helper, the Advocate, the Intercessor, Strengthener, Standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who comes and proceeds from the Father, he himself will testify regarding me do you see there again the testimony comes so you'll be a witness because you will see in the spirit so he will testify for the father to you so what's that testimony so remember no where we where did we start uh, uh acts well luke 24 and then acts chapter 1 he said you will be my witnesses unto all the world okay so what did jesus say to the Pharisees and to the people, what is the testimony testifying on his behalf? Testifying on the Father's behalf. He said, John chapter 10 and John chapter 14. He says, if you do not believe what I'm saying to you, at least believe these very works. So that... Uh, you can because it is my father who testifies to the word that i'm bringing okay so the signs and the wonders and the miracles are a testimony to the word that the spirit of truth is speaking all right so when you have the promise of the father when you, become, uh, when you become endued with power from on high and you become a witness, what is this testimony going to look like? How is this testimony going to fill the earth so that people can see that you are testifying of stuff that you saw and heard that they didn't see? Just go back to Acts chapter 4, where they said, you know, whether we have to be obedient to you or to God, you must decide, but we cannot but see and uh, testify of what we saw and heard. So what did they do? They came together and they prayed, Lord, grant to your servants boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand performing signs, wonders, and miracles. The testimony, when we testify of him, we preach the gospel and we heal the sick. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. How he went about doing good, healing 
all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I will send you the promise of the Father, and you will receive power. Wait in the city of Jerusalem. You'll receive power. They waited in Jerusalem. And Jesus was, you know, Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem. You'll receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. They were all in one place in one accord, waiting in Jerusalem. Not in the temple. That's a false doctrine. They were in a, in a room, in a house. So, waiting. Suddenly, there was a sound. Mighty rushing wind. Tongues divided, sat upon them. And they began speaking. So what did the people around, standing around here, if you read Acts chapter 2, what did they hear? They heard the gospel, each one in his own dialect. Imagine that. Here's a group of people. And they just filled with these flames and suddenly, and then suddenly, wow, here, every person standing around hears in his own language the, the truth of the gospel. Isn't that the Holy Spirit testifying on his behalf? So the testimony must be the preaching of the gospel, the testifying. So if you're a witness, it means you preach the gospel. If you're a witness, it means you'll do what you see, you say what you heard. What did Jesus do? What he saw his father doing, signs and wonders. What did Jesus say? Only what he heard from his father. That makes you a witness. And that brings the testimony of the unseen God to this world so that people can believe. The promise of the father always is the power of the Holy Spirit always wants to reveal Jesus Christ. Always wants to make much, the Holy Spirit wants to make much of Jesus. Wants to preach Jesus. Wants to testify of Jesus. Wants to exalt Jesus. Wants to glorify Jesus. And wants the works of Jesus to be shown through every person who believes it. Alright. So may you just, you know, just afresh know you have a promise. You have the Holy Ghost. You have power. Which means that you can escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And you can become a partaker of the divine nature. What God says, what God thinks, what God does. Alright? So, that's what I have on my heart for you today. Bless you. So, uh, uh, there's no further comments, so bless you guys. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you really have an awesome day. And um, may you just testify to the glory of God by preaching of the gospel, by obviously testifying to testimonies of miracles, but also just, you know, to see signs and wonders and miracles in your life. May you know the promise of the Father. May you know the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. All right. Be blessed, everybody. Have an awesome day. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Amen.